Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The PGP, which, of course, you can subscribe to on iTunes by searching Permission Granted. Also, it's on the normal DA show iTunes feed as well. And there's the slight off chance that maybe this is the first PGP you're listening to because you were encouraged by the incessant promos running on the WFAN in New York live stream during commercial breaks. I say very slight because apparently it's running so much, people are trying to avoid ever listening and putting an embargo, banning themselves from ever listening to me because they hate how much that this promo runs. So I don't know. You could fall in either one of the camps, I suppose. Hello, Moraz. Hello, DA. I guess people in New York are hearing your voice a lot now on the stream. They're not happy. <laughs> no, they're not, which is ironic because when we were approached about making Permission Granted Podcast liners or rejoiners, it was looked at as like a positive thing. We're looking to promote more. But whatever glitch in the system has happened, they are not properly rotating and it has become quite the stir around these offices. Apparently, the PGP promo and the Al Dukes' Al's Boring Podcast promo are the only promos that run. Sometimes, our promo will run one after another. Like, it'll be a PGP promo on top of a PGP promo. Which is almost like nails on a chalkboard when you get to that point. If you're in a, And you just keep hearing the same thing. You almost start thinking, is your stream broken? Which is really just, it's a terrible point. So we have to ask ourselves, are we going to make more promos so they seem like they're more rotated? Or are we trying to bow out of the promo business? No, I think we have to. I think we have to throw more content at the wall. You have to, right? Is Zach in today? Um... Zach in right now. I might talk I, to him about it after the PGP. I believe so. He's now, our production guy. To be fair, he did tell me we could keep making them weekly. So he has left that option for us. Now, I don't know that he controls the rotation of them. You know, he probably dumps them into a system. It might just be like a lot of, like the, you know, the NBA lottery, where the, like the balls just pop out on that stream, but our ball just keeps popping out. Whatever it is, it's making a lot of people hate me. <laughs> I, I can't believe how much social media hate I get every day. So you just got to brace just, it. It must have just changed. I think it like something happened last week because I never heard anything about it the first couple of weeks they ran it. Then last week, all hell broke loose. Well, I could tell you that last year at some point before I would come into work when we were working nights, I would do the you know aquatic animal thing where I would go lounge in my parents' pool for two hours before coming in, and I would oftentimes throw on a stream, whether it be CBS Sports Radio or WFAN, and I had that happen to me once where, like, the same promo ran five times in a row, and I, like, got up out of the pool to, like, fix my phone to see what was going on. It was just the stream. So this is an ongoing... I know this has happened in the past, at least going back a year. I feel bad. 
because all these people like hate me and hate the PGP and I've got no control over it. And I said, I'm sorry it's running so much. It's not my fault. Well, a lot of people hate Kevin Durant and the Warriors, and they're about to win a championship. So maybe the PGP will just keep winning podcast awards. Right. Uh, number two, <clears throat> Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. At least we have a kickoff now. We have a kickoff. Uh, small blocks, <laughs> young guns. It's being called, what is it called? Just the rematch. We don't even know you need to mention the team names. It's just the rematch. The rematch, 10 a.m. Seems kind of early, no? Yes. Well, a couple things that went into this. Usually the games are structured in a 9 a.m., 10.30, noon, and 1.30 p.m. format. There's usually a quadruple header of games at a field on any <laughs> given day. All the games, for whatever reason, were shifted this week a half an hour or so, I think to accommodate other teams at the field and not just us, but... Somehow, we have been given like at least an extra 15 minutes in the chunk of times than usual. I think the league probably did that on purpose in formatting in case there is a melee and in case police do need to get involved. <laughs> they don't want any other games in the day being delayed. So they gave us an extra 15-minute window on the front and back end compared to other game times. So it's going to be interesting. Divisional round playoffs, Mr. Six and the small blocks move on. Mirage and the young guns move on, and they will now face one another after Mr. Six joined us in studio last Friday. He lived up to his word. His team did win. He then also called us on Monday morning. Uh, you know, he's really reveling in the attention. He is retweeting everybody. He's responding to everybody on Twitter. He's changed his Twitter handle to his name, a.k.a. Mr. Six. He's embracing that nickname, and he is all over the LIFFL, if you will, uh, Players Union boards. Okay. Where he is telling people to address him by his proper name, and that's Mr. Six, where oh, wow. all season long it was just six. And now he's fed into it's Mr. Six. So much so that now people are literally, if they were on one side or the other on the the Mr. Six debate, now they hate him because he wants to be called Mr. Six. How could you hate that guy? He's such a likable guy. It's ironic because there's a lot of friends I have and buddies I have who have stated they're going to be on the small block sidelines this weekend because they can't get enough of Mr. Six. Yeah. Where other people in the league are like, oh, no, 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 we're out on Mr. Six. Well, I'm going to be out there broadcasting live. I got the green light. My buddy Penn's longtime friend of mine back in college. We did student radio together uh, uh, at Syracuse. He wants to call the game. He he listens to the show religiously. He wants to help call the game. So with Jacob Wilkins' uh, sideline, because he's got to do a shift at the network doing uh, updates on Sunday morning, I'll be doing the play-by-play. Penn's will be, Mark Pensner, a.k.a. Penn's, is going to be what I envision a Pierre Maguire type. Okay, he's going to be... St- <laughs> As if he's next to you, but he's not. He's going to probably... I, I want him stationed at times roving in and out of the sidelines, going into the huddles, hearing what's going on, and then being able to report back. I mean, I know I know the Facebook.com slash the DA show won a huge bidding war for the rights for this game. It's huge. You know, there was a lot of millions of dollars paid to broadcast. I don't know that you have clearance into the huddles, though. We can't have the plates being called to other teams. Look, this is going to be like the XFL. Because okay. oh, the whole rules are on here. <laughs> we're just, we're going where nobody's ever gone before. And now Penns has really become the Tony Romo of the situation. We're throwing him into the flag football <laughs> world without much experience in the broadcast booth. That's a big spot for him. He, with a lot of eyes on. He asked if we were going to have, uh, he thought we might be doing an ISO cam, one on Mr. Six, one on you. I mean, how much technology does he think is going <laughs> into know. this game? I said, it's my cell phone. On a uh, 
on a tripod. And now the thought is Facebook Live where it's archived rather than a tape delay like it's the 1980 Miracle on Ice on YouTube? I Yeah, I, I'm not going... I could nomad it. The, the ideal situation would be we broadcast it live on Facebook Live because people are going to want it that... They want to know right. what's happening. They, they can't wait. It's, we're and what's a, anybody watching Sunday morning at 10 anyway, right? Technologically, people want it as it happens. Okay? They're not going to wait. So they're, they're going to be eyes, let's say, in Nashville, in Tuscaloosa. They're going to wake up and go, I got to get to the Facebook page. Let's yes. sync it up with the smart TV and let's go. Yeah. And so I know I got to deliver in real time. Ideally, I would have a camera crew out to film it so that I could edit down a nomad after it. But I just don't have that many hands on deck right now. <laughs> Su- Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I can't get that many hands on deck. So I'm just going to broadcast it live. Um, and... I, I think it's going to be great. I'm excited. I uh, I haven't called play-by-play of a football game since college, um, but I did call play-by-play at my first job in Fort Myers with a single-A Fort Myers Miracle baseball team. So we could be about 15 years removed from my last real play-by-play gig. Well, I mean, you did, before there was Jacob Wilkins, you were the play-by-play man of the original wienership. That's right. Let's not forget that. I think everybody thinks Jacob Wilkins was calling the competitive eating from the jump. That wasn't the case. And I think you'll remember that our boss actually was impressed by my play-by-play, surprisingly. Yeah, so I think the the powers that be at the LIFFL are going to be very happy that you did win the bidding war to broadcast this game. Yeah, it's like Amazon. <laughs> like Amazon, or it's like Twitter winning the London game. Right, exactly. So this is all this is all good stuff. I think it's good promotion. My question to for Facebook Live would be, is there a time length on Facebook Live? Like, are we going to have like a million seven-minute videos of this game? I don't think there's a time limit. I think you can go for as long as you want. My plan is how long in real time is a game? Basically, you're in and out of there in an hour and 15. That's what I figured. So I'm thinking it might be like, you know, a couple of half-hour videos, so okay. people know. Will there be a pre-game show of any kind? Yeah, I think there's going to be a brief, brief pre-game show. Five minutes or so. The preamble. Will you come out to the coin toss with the Facebook Live? That I don't know. I don't know. I got. I got to view the whole situation. Got to get out there early. Going to have a couple of egg sandwiches and uh, orange juices and get ready. You know, it's like uh, breakfast at Wimbledon. <laughs> Will you be dressed nice? Like, will we get a broadcast booth shot, <laughs> a scene setter, like your Buck and Aikman? Pens asked if we should wear just a tuxedo top, like a really big <laughs> prize fight. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think maybe more casual is the way that I'll go. Will we do your own voice on things, or are we going to pull like a Musburger? We're looking live at Half Hollow Hills East High School. Yeah, that's probably going to be a, a good piece, a good chunk of this that is tongue-in-cheek. So I'll probably have a little bit right, of that excited. parody. But I am excited. Now, the other thing that I do have to ask is, is there going to be dueling broadcasts? There is. That's why I said you just won the bidding rights. You are the only official broadcast at the moment. However, the LIFFL is working on their own broadcast crews. Originally, they had us in fields all over the place that actually had broadcast booths at high schools and stuff. But they had to shift this for uh, a side story that you'll get to on the broadcast about our quarterback traveling in the morning of the game. Yeah. So we had to do it here. So I believe they're working on that. However, the man who was supposed to record it, uh, one of the assistant commissioners is now stepping in as the third referee for the game oh. because he really wants to keep control of things. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get out of control. I really Especially don't. Especially not with cameras on because you got to know if cameras are on you, anything you do is going <laughs> to live forever on the internet. So you better you better be smart and mature here in this situation. There's just a lot of attention. I'm actually slightly surprised at how much this has built. 
Well, we didn't expect when we started talking about this. We didn't expect this many people to care or be invested. Yeah. And I'm actually anxious to see the Facebook views. I mean, if the ratings are good, <laughs> could be a good benchmarker going forward. I mean, the NHL ratings have been up this year in the playoffs. If the LAFFL starts to get good ratings on Facebook Live, I mean, it's a game changer for the league. <laughs> I'm just kind of Richard sh- Deitch writing articles <laughs> about it. I'm just kind of shocked that the commissioner has reached out to you. That there's been uh, the refs have reached out to you. There's been internal memos sent around. There's been a lot of buzz on the message board. And I played in the league since 2003. Never in a let's say three day period leading up to a game have I ever dealt with this many. It's like I, at some point I got to block it out and concentrate on the game as a player here. <laughs> there's too much hoopla. I also just love the entire idea that they tried to flex this game in a prime time. <laughs> They did. They really did. They tried to make it a Thursday nighter. It just it because didn't they, happen. They knew the attention. They knew the attention would be on it, and they have just a drove of LFFL players saying, uh, you know, we've heard enough talk of this. We have to get there and see this game, and some of which, unfortunately, will be playing in other games throughout Long Island. Oh. So they wanted to make sure, like, anybody who wanted to get to this game could get to the game. Now, there'll still be a big crowd, but because it's Sunday morning and not Thursday night, not bi- as big a crowd as they anticipated, like, they were going to really fill up quite the park on Thursday night. So they really did this because other players and teams wanted to see this matchup. Everybody's craving it. I mean, you got to see the the internal <laughs> players union boards, as I'm saying. People just, they can't get enough. Some are getting annoyed by the talk and just want to get to game time already. But it's interesting. And I wonder if the idea of a live broadcast on the show drives down attendance. You know, because the home viewing product <laughs> is so good now. That why would you get up? Like, instead of getting up at 9 o'clock and making your way to Dix Hills on Long Island to watch this game, well, if you know you can wake up at 9.45 in your underwear with the cereal and throw on the DA Show Facebook Live, the home viewing experience may alter attendance here. Now, have you ever, has there ever been a game in the LIFFL that you weren't playing in that you had to go see? When, yes. When... We used the team that we have now. A couple guys, us, we had split years back and had our own separate teams. And there were times, there was one time where this team that I had split from, they made their only run to the Super Bowl, and I had to get to their playoff run. I'm like, hey, if they get there, I at least want to see this. And then on the flip side, a lot of those guys, when my time came with the team I had, and we made my only Super Bowl run. <laughs> They were at our game as well. Now a few of us are together, and we're trying to do this together with the original franchise name, the Young Guns, we had back in 2003. So yeah, I've been to I've been to games. I have. In all seriousness, do you think the winner of this game wins the Super Bowl in Class D? I don't. All right, you're coaxing me into a comment here. If we win the game, we are winning the Super Bowl in D. I feel like this is our hurdle because we have seen the team that we would likely play in the county championship next, and we didn't have our best day against them. I'm happy with that. I don't think Small Blocks has what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Really. I think Small Blocks can beat us. Even with Mr. Six. Even with Mr. Six. I think Small Blocks can beat us. Yes, I will not guarantee a victory, but I don't think they have the moxie after us and the emotions are coming off us to go win another two games, like win a county title in a Super Bowl, Yeah, where we got the good stuff. Yes, if we win this game, we're going to go win a Super Bowl. Because then you would play... We'd likely play this team ACA contracting. Very good, very talented group out of... <laughs> very talented group. Very talented group out of the East End of Long Island. Uh, we played them on Easter Eve and lost a nail-biter, but uh, we were missing several guys that day where we would we would like our chances in a rematch that way. So that would be for county. That would be the Suffolk County Championship. Right. And then you'd play the winner of the Nassau County Championship. The winner of the Nassau County Championship, which has a tie-in, small blocks in an inner conference matchup earlier in the year. <laughs> oh, actually, at the end of the year, the Week 8 game that Mr. Six was suspended for, they lost by six points to the number one ranked team out in Nassau County, the NARPs, 
who well, went undefeated. That's a very close loss against a, without Mr. Six. Which is my point. So now if we use the judgment, like the young guns have beaten the small blocks, right, with six. Without six, the small blocks lose by six, ironically, to the best team in Nassau County. So I'm just doing, and listen, different matchups. We know the NFL is all about matchups and the LIFL, same deal. I would have to say, you know what, I think more of the talent pools out in Suffolk County. It's kind of like the Western Conference in the NBA. You just, you know, easy path for the Norps like the Cavs, but when you play the Warriors, it's a different story. Yeah, so, but I don't understand why then you wouldn't think that the small blocks could win a championship. Because I don't think they could get out of the county. I don't think they would beat ACA contracting in the next game. I've seen all the teams. I just don't think that's a good matchup for them. I really don't. I just don't think they have the intestinal fortitude to pull that off in that spot. I've seen these teams. I know the deal. We do. We Our mental makeup is better than the small box mental makeup. I saw them fight with each other after the game with us. And from what I understand from the game they played last week, there was more internal fighting even as they were winning. That's a combustible sideline and, quite frankly, a storyline that should be followed in the broadcast on Sunday. Wow, so this is a volatile group. Volatile group. It's a lot like Greg Hardy, you know, slamming a clipboard out yeah. of uh, the coach's hand on the Cowboys' sideline. You're going to get a lot of that in the small blocks, especially if we go up early. So they're an undisciplined group, you're saying? Yes, and I think that will come back to haunt them. If not versus us, at some point here, whether it's the conference title game or the Super Bowl. So they're the Bengals revolting against Marvin Lewis. Exactly, except the Bengals never won a wild card game and small blocks took care of business, which I gotta be, I'm a little stunned. I thought they would lose last Sunday. You thought they were going to be one and done. I did, because they'd already lost to NWX, and I thought mentally they would shut down, and but they didn't. They didn't. Also think this week, them not having a kicker, going to kill them. It's going to kill them. Mr. Six is going to torch you guys. No, he's not. He is going to have a huge game. You know what? I think that's what's going to ruin them. I almost don't want to utter these words because I don't want them listening. It. I think they're going to force the ball to Mr. Six too much, and it's going to cost them all over the field. They're going to miss matchups and missed opportunities. You have nobody to cover, Mr. Six. Yes, we do. Nobody. He had two catches versus us in the first game, too. He made it seem like he went all Chris Carter on us. They're in trouble, DA. You got nobody as tall as him. You got nobody as fast as him. Oh, we got speed. No, you don't. We got speed. You don't have Mr. Six speed. We got bagels on the other end. Who's bagels? Nick Gilly. Young kid, 21 years old, just one player of the week with two touchdowns for us. <laughs> Fast as lightning. Playing baseball at Cecil right now. Nah, I, I, you got nobody as fast as Mr. Six. Okay. Listen, if that's, if I could already see this is going to be a slanted broadcast. So if that's the, I'm, the route I'm you're just take, saying that that's what I'm seeing. If you want media I know availability, your team. I played on your team. Oh, but the team has changed a little bit. There's like four guys left from that team. I'm just saying, you know what? I don't like this attitude. And if you want media availability and access to my guys pregame, <laughs> you better change your tune. Because I'll shut that down real quick. Like Belichick, no answers. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I and I said this on your uh, your Instagram photo. I think Mr. Six is going to go off. It's going to take a huge day by Zach on the edge and a huge day by Mando. Well, Mando's going to be the guy covering Six. But Mando's not as fast as Six. But he's got the length. I'm telling you, he's I got the you length. Didn't, you, got to get, you guys don't have anybody with the speed. Okay. Well, we'll see. Have you seen Six run yet? <laughs> not nearly as fast as he proclaims he is. We got this. And he muffed a couple punts in our earlier matchup. Although, he, apparently, he did return a kick on Wild Card Weekend. So, we'll see. Special teams could be an X factor, too. <laughs> We got the edge on specials. You think you guys are shutting him down? I wouldn't say shutting him down. Like he'll have a play. He might have a touchdown in this game. He ain't having three touchdowns, three picks, and we barely turned the ball over. Knock on wood. Yeah, so he said three touchdowns, three picks. I think our quarterback threw six interceptions all year. He's going to throw half of that in in the, the this playoff game. It's not going to happen. So you think Mister Six is a bit all talk? He's talented, but he's definitely more bark than he is bite. Now he punched me in the face, so that's a hell of a bite. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm talking about I'm talking about touchdowns and stuff like that. And I don't think they have it. I think they all feed into his ego on that team. And yeah. I think they're missing opportunities for some other guys to make plays. And I think that costs them here because everybody's going to be on the Mr. Six bandwagon this week. And I'm now I'm calling him Mr. Six. <laughs> and I think they're going to miss opportunities on the field and they don't realize. That's just my that's just my liking. On that note, I got to go do some real work here. <laughs> That's the PGP side B. Next week, we'll obviously recap this huge game, aka the rematch. Side B is right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome to Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. This is Marazzi, executive producer of the DA Show. Joined. I feel like I haven't seen him inside the PGP in a while. Pete, the body, Bilotti is back. I'm Pete, back, yes. Back and better than ever. Uh, fresh off a couple kind of weird shows, quirky shows. Let's just get right into some stuff that happened Tuesday show. <laughs> where Pete, on on this show, you have several moments in the control room where you actually start squinting so hard when you're laughing at stuff that the listeners don't even know or if the camera's not on you on the watch DA. Two moments on Tuesday show. Number one... When I blurted out Shaquille O'Neal's name when we were looking for Channing Tatum's name, so a matter of factly too. That's the that's the one thing. Like you, like you're trying to find the person in Magic Mike, and it's Channing Tatum, obviously. And you go with the well, well it's not Shaquille O'Neal. It's pretty obvious it's not Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> for, for various reasons. I don't know why that. Like I pictured. I, truth be told, Pete, I'm sitting there in that instant. I know exactly who DA is talking about because I've seen both Magic Mikes. Obviously, I've seen 21 Jump Street. When he said the guy from Magic Mike, I pictured a white guy with six packs, backwards hat, and my brain fired out Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> like, how dumb do I have well, to there be? Well, there's a isn't there a, there's a wrestler in, uh, in one of them, Kevin Nash, I believe, is in one of yes, them. Yes, I think he's in both, actually. He's in both, and you might have thought the tall wrestler, but he's white. Pete just trying to shoehorn the wrestling I'm, talk right I'm into here. I'm trying to help you, though, <laughs> while shoehorning it in. The other part happened during Trash Tuesday, which we have to get into Trash Tuesday here in a couple of things, because I know you're going to defend your boy, and I'm going to kill him here in a second. Okay. All right, but first, DA's trash, he becomes a green thumb, he claims, where he's growing flowers in his apartment. And with DA not here on side B, we're going to bring this up. We're going to kind of take this a couple step-by-step step here before I get to my point. Number one. I get the fact... Now, me and you were a little different. We both live on Long Island, and we grew up on Long Island, right. where, you know, the beach is 10 minutes from us. In your case, you're in the backyard of the beach now. 10 seconds. We can... We have backyards. We have... Sidewalks. Around, right. We're around suburbia USA, <laughs> if you will. Okay? And we've spent our whole life around it. We commuted to work into Manhattan, where it's a different world. DA grew up in the sticks, as he was mentioning, in this Trash Tuesday, where he learned how to be a green thumb, and he's going to now try to grow flowers. DA... Working in Manhattan has taken the approach that he's going to live close to work, and he's become basically a city boy. Lives in Brooklyn now, which is to each his own. We work with a lot of people who live in the suburbs, and a lot of people who live in the city, and everybody has different tastes. We have different tastes in DA. So DA, for whatever reason now, I guess between him and his girlfriend, wants to spruce up their apartment with flowers, and they go to Home Depot in the city to get flowers. My first thing I wanted to chime in on the air, and I couldn't when he was doing the trashes. I didn't even know Home Depot existed in the city. Like, 
what do you need at Home Depot when it, it's all apartments? That's like, the, probably the worst place to have a Home Depot, too, because all, all Home Depots is, is moving a lot of heavy things around in big trucks. How are you going to do that in the city without, without losing your mind? Without losing your mind. Now I get it. Home Depot doesn't just sell stuff for houses. You, there's plenty right. of you know kitchenware and bathware and, and, and paint and stuff that you would need in an apartment. I get that, so I'm not that big an idiot. But then to go to the floral section of a Home Depot in... New York City is just like, what are you doing? Uh, because number one, there's not a lot of room to plant seeds and flowers and all this other stuff, which is why sidewalk? DA, right, which is why DA said you need a ceramic pot in his apartment. Second of all, when you're living in the city, like, is that really what you want? Like, can we just get a picture of a flower up on the wall? <laughs> get, get Do we a, need to attract bugs into the apartment? <laughs> I, I, I didn't get the whole um, ambition to plant flowers. In that location. I just didn't get it. Well, I'll tell you, because I've been around DA long enough, and I, DA's become a very close buddy of mine, and we work together, but he's still, uh, I still mess up frequently, so he'll let me know when I mess up, and I'll call him out if I have to call him out. I get where DA is coming from there, where DA, I guess my point is, being around DA long enough, when he gets his mind on something, he'll do it. He's going to do it. I, I've where, seen that in a short time I've been here. In the show alone, there have been moments throughout our, I guess now, five years together where I have basically, especially early on, we're ready to throw in the white flag. Like, when there's no will to make something happen, like, hey, this just can't happen, we're done with this. DA will not take no for an answer. Like, if DA says something's happening, and the answer is no, it's not happening, he will find every loophole under the sun to make sure it happens. And that's show-related, and it goes with life. So if DA gets this idea where his girlfriend wants flowers, and he lives in in Brooklyn, and there's no patch of grass around, he's going to find a way to put flowers right. in his apartment. But as we learned in Trish Hughes, it's backfired. So I think DA's own ambition bit him here. Like, you got to almost expect there's going to be some bugs growing, right? Well, yeah. Also, also. Because I bugs are out in the out, outdoors. They're in flowers. You bring I, those flowers I, inside, you're bringing the bugs inside. I think there's other ways to earn brownie points, too. I Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to go plant uh, a whole garden uh, to earn brownie points with my girlfriend. You know, I, I'll go cook uh, a big meal. You know, I'll go do... Um, Something different, you know, like um, I'll help. Uh, I'll put up some pictures on the See, wall. See, I agree with that, and I know DA's girlfriend, and she's awesome. Yeah. Like I, I can't say enough nice things about her. I get the drift. DA didn't give us the full story on that. Mm. She probably suggested it'd be cool to have, like, something to the effect, be cool to have some flowers in here. But maybe it was realistic. If we don't have, them, we don't have. Them. But DA, in his mind, said, "You know what? You're right. We need flowers. I'm going to make flowers happen." Where. Yeah, I'm sure DA cooks enough meals and does all that stuff. But I think this was more on DA's angle, and he kind of tried to out it like it was all his girlfriend's plan. Mm-hmm. This was, believe me, this had a lot to do with DA in his head. Now, the other funny part that happened on Trash Tuesday when DA was rattling this off was he was looking for the name of the, what what would we call The famous home and gardening uh, expert. Which we now know, Pete, because you well, had his well, name. Not home as, and gardening, more like like. Home home building. Building, you know, right, yes. Right. The original Tim the Bob, Toolman Taylor. Bob Vila. Bob Vila. Right. Vila. Yeah. I remember exactly who he is. He had the beard and everything like yes. this. So DA says Bob, looking for me and you, <laughs> like two bozos behind the glass to blurt out the name. And I didn't know where he was go- going, but I knew he was talking about like construction and house. And I blurt out <laughs> the, builder. the Builder. Bob the Builder, which is a children's show, essentially. The, the funny part is, is that how how you knew that, how you had that right off the top. Like, that was the first thing you thought. Well, Pete, what this speaks to is my IQ. I'm I'm basically a child. Like, I blurted out a children's <laughs> show. Like, I thought DA, a grown man, as he mentioned, 38 years old, 
was going that route. Like, he was talking about Bob the Builder. No, he was talking about a sophisticated show. And then when it, the ball... <laughs> I mean, it is a f- sophisticated show. Basically, what happened here is picture a basketball team going down into their offensive set, okay? DA's the point guard. He dishes to me, I totally missed a shot, a brick with the Bob the Builder, okay? We get the rebound. They dish it back to DA. Then DA... <laughs> Blurts out, Bob Villa. <laughs> it's the uh, rim. Essentially, another hits the rim. It's the rim. Pete, you grab the rebound. And slam it home. Slam it home and look at both of us like, you bozos. I'm going to have to carry everybody today with the Bob Villa. That's what it felt like because oh. DA, I oftentimes feel like DA, my stupidness, if that's a word, because I, listen, there are a lot stupidity. of things. My stupidity. There are things that I just. Uh, I space on. I'm smart in a lot of areas. I think I'm street savvy, street smart. But I could be a real idiot. But what strikes me is I should be pretty smart when it comes to TV because I spend most of my life on a couch. Yeah, well, I and mean, I got that wrong. And that and that was a big part of our childhood, right? I, I would think Bob Vila was was like everywhere on like Saturday and Sunday mornings. I know that, right? With Miss Cleo was also around a lot. <laughs> if you were up late I enough, think she's dead now. Yeah, rest in peace. Yes. Um, the other part of Trash Tuesday, which if you noticed. I'm going to derail on our guy here. Andrew Bogish was out of Trash Tuesday this week. His first Trash Tuesday missed. Now, there are reasons for this that I know Pete is going to back him up on. Recently at CBS Sports Radio, there have been some scheduled changes. Whereas... It's putting it lightly. Putting it lightly. The anchors, those who read our scores and read our scoreboard, they will uh, have to pick up some slack at a sister station in New York. And for the most part, almost every anchor is doing double duty all day, except for Andrew Bogish, who gets to focus on CBS Sports Radio, while there's another guy, Brad Heller, who we now know on the show, does 880. But when one or the other is out, the other has to do the other one's job on top of their own job, which is why we've seen Brad Heller in when Andrew Bogus has been out. And today, Brad Heller was out over at New York's 880 station, or Tuesday, I'm saying, as we as we tape this. And Andrew Bogus had to fill slack there. Now, Brad Heller, in, when he has done this job on a Tuesday filling in for Bogus, has done Trash Tuesday. He's figured out a way. Andrew Bogus on Tuesday was not comfortable doing this because he did not know how he would handle both jobs as he's not really done it yet. I got to be honest, Andrew Bogus is a professional. I think he dropped the ball. He should have been on Trash Tuesday. Uh, I, I'm going to give him a break on it, and I would be the first to bash him on, on right. anything like that. He he worked yesterday. Uh, two, he worked two shifts yesterday. He worked his regular shift, and then he he hosted with Tiki. Good point. That's and a long day. He showed up at work day. at 4 a.m., did updates on, on Gio and Jones, did updates on the DA show, waited around through Rome, and then hosted with Tiki. So he was here from about 4 a.m. to 6 p.m. And and then he left at 7 o'clock, figure 7 o'clock, goes home, drives in for the regular shift this morning, which is double duty, basically. Right. And he gets here. He's here at 4 o'clock. He's got to be shot. He's shot. But you know what? How about trash the schedule? Give me something. Point is, he was worried that he yeah. wouldn't have time to do well, the 888 update. Down. Put it on tape. Right. You know what? We should have thought of that. Andrew Bogus should have put it on well, tape. You know what? Next time, if that's the case, Andrew Bogus should put it on tape. That might even be funnier, too. Almost yeah. like he's you know, locked in a closet. Here's right. Andrew Bogus' Trash Tuesday. Pete, that's a great idea. Um, also, real quick before we let you go, we're going to bash Bogus some more. How about this? Something me and you have been talking about. And I'm curious to hear our listeners' opinions. And you could tweet at me at CBS and at CBSPDB. If you're a fan of listening to the updates every morning and you're getting your sports fix <laughs> as we reset the sports world, because we go through a variety of topics, we try to do our best to, as people are constantly getting their cars to reset the main stories of the day, but our updates will often update you on the headline news. 
I have noticed this. You have noticed this. Every day this week, and I guess the end of last week, we have Andrew Bowish giving us basically of his two-minute update or whatever it is, what feels like 25, 30 seconds on the French Open tennis. Now, people have made fun of hockey. People have made fun of soccer. People make I make fun of golf all the time, and I get it. You got niche fan bases, but you still have a good fan base. Pete, does anybody need French? You want to tell me Wimbledon or the U.S. Open? Okay, and even that I would say is pushing it. Does anybody well, need the French Open scores? I, I think you. I think you need it to an extent, but not to. Do you? Do you extent. need it to an extent? Not, not to a great extent. Like I don't need second round scores. Like uh, you know. Andy uh, Murray Andy defeated, uh, uh, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need unless it's an upset. Give me the winners. Okay, like if you want to tell me one of the Williams sisters got upset, right. or uh, you know, right. Rafael Nadal got upset. Hey, big news out of the French Open. Fine. Right. I don't and, need the rundown of the entire day's scores right. from the French Serena, Open. Venus, um, Maria Sharapova, winners on the uh, on the women's side. Uh, That's it. I don't need who they beat. I don't need any of that stuff. Even then, Pete, I mean, you got to basically, I guess my point is you got to have literally nothing left to talk about before you include the French Open. Well, I'd yeah. almost argue you need the WWE match scores on a Tuesday morning if we're they're getting wrong. there with that. Over, for, and I'm not even a wrestling guy, over the French Open the, scores. Look at CBS Sports on uh, this past Sunday. They had an event and it was on the front page. Don't get me wrong, tennis has fans, but tennis is not nearly as big as it was 20 years ago. No, no. Uh, tennis I mean, cheese. I think it, tennis okay. is taking a step back. Unless it's, okay, here's a good example. If you're an update anchor, let's say uh, the Andrew Bogut show, whatever, let's say Marco Belletti is in on a Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, late Saturday night at mm-hmm. CBS Sports Radio. And you had every Saturday, for the most part, you're going to have some sort of boxing match, right? Right. But we only ever update if there's a huge match. It's Mayweather. It's whoever. Main event. Else. Main event. Bang. But we're not doing that every every Sunday morning, well, Saturday we're not night. Doing the undercard. No, but I don't. I I even think the main event of every boxing match is not rattled off on a Sunday I think morning. You're getting the, I, I think you're getting the uh, big. You getting every big weekend. Price. I don't know about every weekend. I think you, get, you get McGregor on UFC. Yeah, but it's what I'm saying. You'll get the big names right. in the main events. You're not getting the mid cards. You see, that's the thing. You're not you're not getting the mid cards. So why do we need that with the tennis updates? Right. That's, I agree with you. Tennis is boxing. Right. And and I even argue boxing, as everybody's killed or dying, is still bigger than tennis. I also do think, though, that it goes back to his roots because Andrew did did do some tennis work. Oh, okay. So we're getting inside so, here. Uh, he did do some tennis work. I forgot what the outlet was, but it was, was pre CBS Sports Radio. He did some tennis work, so there might be some favoritism, okay, in, in that direction. Which which is, which happens. I favor wrestling in some regards. I favor baseball. I favor and, food. And you favor? We all favor food. I favor food. <laughs> I, I wish I had some food right now I'm on this diet. Yeah, you're on a paleo, paleo diet, diet, right? Yeah, which Jeez. is which is meats, meats, fruits, and vegetables. You know, it doesn't sound like a bad diet. It's not a bad diet until you get to the part of you have this meat, you want to put it on a bun. Yeah, no buns. Right. And no cheese, no no. Baby got dairy. back, Pete. You know, I love buns. <laughs> I'm going to pull that. Yeah. All right, well, I know you got to get going, Pete, so we're going to let you go on that note. You can follow him at... Uh, CBS PDB. CBS PDB. And remember to let us know uh, your thoughts on Andrew Bogus's tennis scores. You can follow me at Mirage CBS. Have a great week and weekend, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.